I was thinking the other day when Dean had that whole um, just like bit on the camera when he wasn't talking and he's just looking like really angry, but he also looked like he was so deep in thought. And I knew that the only thing on his mind at that moment was Sweet Caroline. <laughs> If Seth was just like, all right, you son of a bitch, tell me, tell me why you turned your back on the shield. <laughs> and then he just picks up the mic. Sweet, Sweet Caroline. Oh, oh, oh. What? And then he, then Seth, act, like the song gets to Seth and Seth starts singing Sweet Caroline as well. Well, up until the point where Dean kicks him and then hits him with dirty deeds. Yeah. Seth's like, I thought I was supposed to get the upper hand this week. And then Dean looks down at him, breathes heavily, picks up the shield vest, and says, Sweet Caroline. (laughs) That's all heel Dean Ambrose can say is just singing Sweet Caroline. That That is how apart he has come. Yes. Fight Boys, a show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I am your host, a kiss-stealing, wheeling-dealing, limousine-riding, jet-flying son of a guy. It's the nature boy, woo, Scotty boy. And I'm the Candyman, Blake Tanner. <laughs> and I am Sammy Ambrose. The man who just kind of grabbed some shit out of his closet and was like, maybe? I would like to say that you were literally just talking about how bad your voice was, and then you decided to do Rick. (laughs) I was like, man, I don't know if my voice will ever make it. Woo! So, uh, how mad are you that you didn't get to go to the greatest first half of SmackDown in existence? It was a good episode this week. Are, well, now are you saying that I wouldn't be mad that I went to the second half of SmackDown? No, the second half, as you see I've written in the notes, this is how SmackDown ends, not with a bang, but with three <laughs> Three RKOs. RKOs, I do see that. Because I was like, okay, cool, Becky, Becky, Becky. Uh, she talked for five minutes and that's it. Also, can I just say, wrestling fans... Wrestling fans just stop. Because, like, I was lucky because usually it's the kids. Because the kids are like, I don't know what it is, but kids get violent at wrestling shows. They're like, oh, yeah. fuck you up, Dean Ambrose. Like, what? I've heard some kids yell some shit at wrestling shows. Oh, wait. We also, we forgot to say that, you know, I'm Flair, you're Sammy Ambrose. And this week, Dylan's costume is John Cena because we can't see him. Because we can't see Oh. Yeah. We, we technically, we are recording this on Halloween, even though this is going to be released after Halloween. Shh, it's still, I'm still a spooky flare. Ladies and gentlemen of the future, welcome to November. Welcome to Halloween. Uh, spook, the different, you know the difference between spooky Ric Flair and normal Ric Flair, right? What's the difference? When he gets all hyped up, he says, Boom! <laughs> 
Anyway, SmackDown. Um, yeah, oh, the kids around me were fine. The people behind me, I don't know if they have a podcast, but they should. Because I was listening to them for a very... It wasn't entertaining stuff. It was kind of like listening to a load of BS of just two assholes not really saying much. They were just like, well, did you get the barbecue pit prepared? Yes, I did. And I was like, this is very nice. This is like having talk radio behind me. This is just a normal conversation. Guys, there's wrestling happening. Why did you pay to come to wrestling to just chat with your buddy? Yeah, no, no, no. Here's the one that pissed me off. During Daniel Bryan... Versus AJ Styles for the WWE Championship in what was a fantastic match. They're like, did the Pats win this week? I don't know. Let me look up. Yeah, yeah. The Pat. I don't know if they're doing that good this week. And I'm Mother like, y'all fucker. can leave now. Man, that was such a good match, too. Yeah. The, like, it, there were so many kicks. <laughs> so many kicks. So many kicks. Right. And Kick City boys. I've learned the one thing that will get me to leave a wrestling event early. Because, uh, firstly, I do have a theory about the Mixed Match Challenge after seeing it live after SmackDown, but I'll get into that after this. I left early because during the Charlotte match, I had a group of men behind me yelling a bunch of very offensive things about Charlotte Flair and the fact that apparently, according to them, she looks like a man. And I'm sitting there like, I am about to put a dick in your mouth if you don't shut up. <laughs> like, I was... <laughs> and the worst thing is, it's not gonna be mine. It's not. It's gonna be Charlotte's. Like... And what's bad is it's that kind of insult that you can't really reply to effectively. Is it because it's so bad that you just, you're speechless? The most I could do is say, well, her dick is bigger than yours. And, but that would just say she's having a dick, which agrees with them. Yeah, that's still kind of like, that's proving their point to an extent. It, yeah, but I mean, the joke would be because, you know, a clitoris is small. But like, you know, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have anything to do other than no. leave. Yeah, sometimes. And let's be honest, you were in A-Town, the Atlanta. Yeah. Which is where I would... I mean, most wrestling towns, I can understand, there's always going to be people like that. Yeah. And it just sucks when you get to sit behind or in front of them. What I did enjoy, while also hating it at the same time, was about five rows in front of me, there was a group of guys who apparently were sent from Team Raw... Like, legit, they just kept being like, Ronda Rousey's gonna kick Becky Lynch's ass! Becky Lynch sucks! And then there's, like, five rows behind me, people cheering for Becky Lynch. And then they start yelling at each other, like, ten rows away. Oh, that's my favorite thing. I was like, guys, calm down, we're all here to enjoy wrestling. And they're like, no! Ronda gonna kick her ass! But, like, done jovially enough where I'm like, this is what wrestling needs to be. Thank you, guys. Yeah. As long as as long as long people don't get too worked up about it. Yeah. As long as they don't work themselves into a shoot, brother, brother. Yeah. Um, but I will say, easily best part of SmackDown was getting up, doing the, whoa, ladies and gentlemen. No, shit, that's a BS. No. Whoa, Atlanta! <laughs> don't you dare be doing that whole thing. And then all of a sudden, watch, watch, 
shit. Then the fucking brood popped out. So I could just do the brood head bop back and forth. Oh, that was a great segment, too. Mm-hmm. Any time where... Okay, so I was looking back and forth between some, like, homework, watching the matches on SmackDown, but... Did Cesaro get pumpkin-headed? No, but I did ch- start a pumpkin-head chant. Yeah. but It's uh, weird when Cesaro doesn't get pumpkin-headed, because I think for the last five fucking years he's been in the Halloween match. Yeah, he was, but he did get pumpkin-suplexed, <laughs> which is just <laughs> as good. Because you know, like, the bit they'll do in, like, PWG matches where they'll take candy or something, mm-hmm. or get gummy bears and suplex people on it. They did that, but with pumpkins, and I feel like that hurt a lot more. That is true. Like, a pumpkin is a hard thing. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's a gourd. Pumpkin's a big gourd. Mm-hmm. So, it's got that harder outside, but it's got, got all those mushy guts inside. Right. You know those mushy guts that those pumpkins got? It's kind of like my guts, which is the reason I'll never be a wrestler. Yeah. They're all mushy. Now, going back to my theory about Mixed Match Challenge, I, firstly, because R-Truth and Carmella were not in either of the matches, I'm like, okay, good. There's not gonna be a dance break. And then, Uh for no fucking reason, Blake Tanner, Charlotte just does the worm. Like, nothing (laughs) happens to signal it. There's no reason she should be doing the worm, but she does the worm. And my theory is the fact they get super gimmicky and super dumb because it's after a two-hour fucking SmackDown show. You have to do something to keep the people in the audience. At that point, I just say fuck it and do whatever. Yeah. Um, but I will say, and I put this on the Fight Boys Twitter as well, if I get, um, attacked and murdered soon, uh, we know why, because I did tweet out the words, fuck you, Saudi Arabia, we have AJ versus Daniel Bryan. Yeah, you don't get that anymore. You know what? You know what? You know what? You don't get that good stuff. Yeah, you Um, get a somewhat injured Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. And a leather man. <laughs> the Leatherman. AJ Styles. <laughs> also, there was a shocking moment before I went into the show where they just looked at me and go, Hey, no vapes. Uh-huh. What? I'm not going to use it. I'm going to turn it No vapes. Uh, I can just turn it off. Here, I can even lock it. No, no vapes. I can let you keep the batteries. No vapes. I had to go outside to a tent where they put my vape in a fucking plastic baggie and I had to pay $5 after the show to retrieve my vape. Oh, that's a racket right there. See, with me, what I think it is is I think WWE didn't want people making it look like The Undertaker was making (laughs) an appearance. The whole time. And you know if I was chunking fat clouds, they'd just start hearing, gone. Um, sidebar, by the way, uh, I don't know if you see, you, did you watch the House of Hardy Halloween special? Yes. I've not watched it yet, unfortunately. Oh my boy, it is, it is classic Broken Universe. Like, this is, um, Golden Age TNA level well, Broken Matt that, Hardy. Um, Matt and, who's the guy from TNA that had 
helped him out with the character. I can never remember his name. Oh, um... No, oh, fuck, I see his face. Bruce Pritchard. No, that's not right. Nope. That's not... Bill Biscayne. No, that's the guy from Super Babies 2. Um... <laughs> Damn it, but... It'll look him up. Um... But anyway, those two were had full creative control, so that's yeah. probably why it seemed so broken. Universe. It was. It took and it did. It took place entirely in the compound, and it is going to be an episodic series. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what I read. That makes me really it is, happy. Yeah. So they've got they've got specials coming out, and I could not be happier. Have you seen the video of the NXT Battle Royal? I've not. No. Oh, it's my favorite thing in the world. It starts off with EC3 and a Batman mask yelling why he's the top 1% of all Batman. And then all of a sudden, Drake Maverick shows up dressed as Robin. Is Ro- oh, I did see that picture, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it just has this compilation of all the buckwild shit that happens in that match. Like, Cassius Ono is a dinosaur and is, like, elbowing people. Oh. Otis Dozovic of, um, ah, shit, I can't, Heavy Machinery. He, of course, dressed as Mandy Rose, which made me uncomfortable. Because <laughs> I, I just didn't know what was going on inside me. And, <laughs> and half of the video is Drake Maverick complaining about being Robin. <laughs> He's like, what can I just once? Well, you're the shorter one. I know I'm the shorter one, but I just want my friend to let me be Batman once. <laughs> oh. And then. You're not very good. And <laughs> and then, and what the biggest surprise of the evening was, they just cut to Topanga from Boy Meets World in the audience. And then an interview with her just being like, I just love it. It's such a great show. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> This is this is the reason why I love wrestling. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Matt Riddle was a chicken. <laughs> Hello, man, Matt Riddle. I'm chicken. Uh, Matt, are you high right now? No, I'm I'm a chicken. No, it's no, I'm a chicken. No, I'm. A ch- I'm trying to remember who everyone else was, but there was a lot of really good stuff in there. There's a a little thing that I found that I didn't get to put in the notes, though. If you'd like. Okay. Because uh, Braun, he destroyed a man on the internet. What? I've not seen... I did see where Becky destroyed Alexa Bliss with one tweet. Um, so someone was, like, fucking with him on his Instagram, this one dude. Oh, yeah, um, I saw... Yeah. Oh, no, 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 I saw the one where someone was fucking with, like, his sister. Now, um, they were with his sister and pictures of him, too. Oh, okay. Um, of course, on her pictures, he would comment things like, you're the worst, just die, uh, use the wrong version of your, uh, you're not pretty, two O's, still the wrong version of your, um, Braun responded, this beyond pisses me off, it's one thing to attack me because you're not a fan of me, but attacking my family is straight bullshit. And it's a load of crap that Instagram says this isn't bullying and doesn't fit their guidelines of bullying. Something needs to be done about this 
the people that do this. They need to be found and punished for it because it's like such a huge problem in the world today. And it causes people to kill their selves, up, shoot up schools, and so on. This is a problem and it needs to be fixed. I love Braun's, like, enthusiasm with this. Get the scram! Yeah. Um... No, this is just enjoyable. I love seeing this attitude coming from Braun, who is, like, on his own, a mountain of a man. Yeah. But you know that that's also something that attracts, like, bullying and stuff. So I could definitely see if he experienced that when he was younger. Well, not only that, which, by the way, um, I know last week we discussed who the heel was, Drew McIntyre or Braun. It's fucking Drew McIntyre, because that whole crowd in Atlanta was like, Get these hands! Get these, Get hands. these hands! Oh yeah, people people have wanted Braun to be a babyface for a while. Although to be fair, this was also the city that made Daniel Bryan a fucking heel. I was <laughs> afraid to say yes, yes, yes. I was like, no, I can't say yes. Unfortunately. Oh, my favorite thing is when he was doing the yes chance when they would uh, be yelling out no. I think that like. Of course, AJ's got that hometown boy pop, though. I almost bought the shirt. If it was not $35 fucking dollars, I almost bought the Atlanta, the city that AJ Styles built shirt. Ooh, that's good. Mm -hmm. And I think that, like, but even then, I think it just really goes to show how over AJ's gotten um, with WWE fans in particular and people that just only do WWE. Because... Getting him over Daniel Bryan, even though Bryan's not been as hot in the last few years, damn. Which, by the way, fellow podcasters, the boys of Radish were there. I didn't get to meet or uh, hang out with them, but they were posing like near the front row, like the Iconics, and then one of them had a giant sign, and all it said was, there's an episode of Mr. Belvedere where he sat on his balls and couldn't record for two weeks straight. That was the whole sign. And I was like, you didn't even try to make that wrestling related, did you? No, we didn't. Nope. Now, um... Fair point. Blake, as people who run a wrestling promotion now, I well, guess we can say that. Um, No, we can't, but okay, let's let, keep going. Let's say we were running a show in a problematic cr- country... Um, okay, well, we're already in America, so... <laughs> yeah, and so, and so, you know, there's, people have had a lot of problems with it, because they may have killed a man there, and you really want to get back on the good graces of your viewers and give them a good show, so how would you earn the f- good faith of your viewers back? You know, interestingly enough, Scotty... I think I would take it the other way. Know that I've lost every bit of respect from some people, but I want more money from this problematic country. So I'm going to get Hulk Hogan in on the action. <laughs> so I'm going to put a known racist as the host of the show. And they will fucking eat it up. Yeah. That's one of those things where I'm like, hey, WWE, maybe hold off on Hogan. Maybe no. don't do it now. <laughs> I think they're just getting all of the bad shit out in one go. Is it like the Dean Ambrose heel turn where they're like, look, he's going to get booed no matter what. This is the only logical place to do it. Mm-hmm. Let's just, this has just got to be it. Let's put all of our shit in this one bag and hope that something beautiful comes out of it. 
Now, I will say, I, as much as I, eh, I like to rag on the DX Brothers of Destruction feud, you know your boy was, like, yelling, are you ready, and suck it, during the promo package that aired on SmackDown. Oh, I think, I think that's just kind of like, you've got to do that at this point. Yeah, well, I mean, like, D- that's your... I don't know if we've ever discussed it, DX is who got me, I want to say back, because I liked it as, like, a little kid, but, like... The reason I'm into wrestling is DX, because of, I think it was when they reunited in 2008, 2009, when, like, Sean came back, and then it was right before he retired under The Undertaker, like. Literally under The Undertaker. Yeah. No, I could totally see that. So, I mean, I wouldn't mind going to Saudi, no, I wouldn't mind going to Saudi Arabia, especially after tweeting out, fuck you, Saudi Arabia. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't mind, like, going to a show where I could actually see DX and do their shit along with them. Oh, well, you know, there's plenty of illegal streams. Yeah, that would be fine. I mean, I don't, honestly. How, where do you stand on the watching or not watching Crown Jewel? Like, wh- where do you stand on that? Because I've seen a lot of podcasts who are like, I'm not doing it. I've seen a lot of people who are like, I will watch it because, like, me not watching won't affect it. What time is it? Our time? <laughs> Hold on. Okay, I'm going to say in an ideal world where you can watch it. I'm not going to give you the, well, I can't watch it because I'm going to be at work or something. Oh, no, I'm just, there There are times where I just am not going to do anything yeah. to watch wrestling. I mean, I'd honestly, like... I have no idea when it is at this point, so I've dropped it off from my radar so much that I don't know when it is, and I'm not actively going to try to figure out when it is. Okay, you're in front of a television, Crown Jewel's about to come on, will you watch it, or would you not? Probably, like, the TV would stay on, I would have no reason to turn it. To something different. Well, it would be hard to, because it's the WWE Network, so you'd have to back out and go to Hulu. Uh, like, I'm gonna watch The Haunting of Hill House, let's do this. Yeah. Ah! Ugh. Actually, I don't even think I would watch it. There are so many things that I would rather ro- watch at this point. There are so many problematic issues with it at this point that it feels kind of dirty to watch it. Yeah, for the most part. And I know it's going to be shit anyway, so... I mean, we we watched... I watched Greatest Royal Rumble, and that was not that good. Uh, That's and- true, but... And I almost didn't watch Greatest Royal Rumble because it was like, yes, this is going to be the show that's in Saudi Arabia. They're not allowing women to be on the card. They're like... Although, did you see... And I don't know if this was like... I hate to steal this term, fake news, but... That apparently Renee Young will be on the announce team? Will she actually be on the announce team? I think so. Let me... I really guess I should have looked this up before we did the show. But I could have sworn I saw... Because Tights and Fights posted a link to it with the caption, Blink's eyes. Rubs them. Blink's eyes again. Looks twice. Because... I find that hard to believe, but I think it would be easier to get her in as um, a commentator, I guess. Yeah. 
I don't know. This is a f- fucked up situation. Not sure how this will work exactly, but it's a good public relations move for WWE. Pro Wrestling Sheet, so take it with a grain of salt, is reporting Raw announcer Renee Young will travel with the company to Saudi Arabia and work commentary for the team. But, Scotty, what tier news is that? Pro Wrestling Sheet's usually pretty honest. Like, Cage Side Seats has it up. Cage Side Seats has it up. Pro Wrestling Sheets has it up. Bleacher Report has it up, so... Oh wait, Wrestling Inc. also has it up, and I guess I missed it when I was looking at all of our uh, all of our shit to talk about. But yeah, apparently uh-huh. Renee Young's going to Saudi Arabia. So, all right, okay. I mean, it's a good move if it works. Yeah. And you know what else is a good move, Blake? Uh, getting away from this subject. To move on over to patreon.com slash a load of BS and donate. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, patreon.com slash a load of BS is the website where you can support the entire BS network from fun fiction to fight boys. We're all over there. And of course you get exclusive perks like fuck this fucking wig. I'm sorry. Okay. There we go. Oh God. That's I pulled this wig out of a bin. In my old basement. So I might have uh, ultra lice at this point. Like lice that could be dog size. Is that the first, is that the wig that we bought? No, no, no. This is what I bought for my Ric Flair costume a few years back. Um, anyways, patreon.com slash load of BS. Uh, you get shouted out on the show of your choice every single week. You get access to our exclusive Discord, and you join some of the great people, like Gazi. Of course, the great Gazi who direct messaged me on Twitter and gave me express permission to keep talking shit about him. And let me tell you something right now, Gazi, I didn't need your permission. Fuck you, you piece of shit. We love you. Patreon.com slash load of BS. Uh, also, Bob, uh, Bob Kelly, he wants to know if, or they want to know if this is the same one you wore to Dragon Con a couple years ago. Hey, Bob, what's up, my dude? Yeah, Bob was my roommate at the past two Dragon Cons. Uh, yeah, this is the one I wore uh, a few years back. It's old and nasty, and I feel like I have to take five showers right now. But, <laughs> but Blake. Dylan may not be here, but his favorite part of the show still is. It's time for Dist Wire. God, the segment that is just a shell of its former self without Dylan. Well, we haven't looked at Chuck's Twitter, so we may get away with just being able to reply to something on his Twitter. Uh, well, tonight we're either going to Dust Watch, Crunch Wrap Dust Watch. Beefy Crunch Dust Watch. Oh, uh, yeah, I forgot in the in the show notes because I wanted it to make look, make it look like we had more notes than we did. I just wrote Beefy Crunch Beef uh, Dust Watch. It, in my opinion, I think we should double down Dust Watch. Uh, yes. Which, by the way, uh, the Beefy Crunch Burrito is back at Taco Bell, and I cried when I saw it. So this really is how much we have left to talk about in the show, huh? (laughs) Well, we've got to make predictions for a very problematic pay-per-view, so I'm willing to put that off long enough to talk about the new Beefy Crunch I mean, the the McRib was back for a hot second before my McDonald's was like, no more McRib. Yeah, yeah. Um, he did tweet out, hey, thanks, if you replied to this, I want you to get hit by a car. 
Should we just reply to that? <laughs> um. No, no, no. I'll get hit by whatever you want if you follow us. Hey, at sexy Chucky T. Ha- Happy Halloween. I rolled a 12 plus zero to get you to follow us. No, no. Hey, at sexy Chucky T. Happy Halloween. I hope your costume this year is someone who follows us. Okay, that works. Um, which, have you been following the Trent Beretta-Cody rivalry? Because it's getting really good, and I like it a lot. Oh, no. Twitter is a dusty, crusty, cobweb-filled, old, abandoned shed on my phone at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at this point, uh, it was, Beretta cut a really good promo on Cody, and he ended it with, like, he was about to walk off, but then he ended it with, Oh, wait, also! You brought your dog with you to the ring at All In. That's fucked up, man. You just wanted to look cool in front of people, and that dog was probably scared. That's what I'm most mad about, and then he left. All right. Good work, man. He also called Cody a psychopath, which is very easy to see. I mean, Cody is a genuinely nice human being, I'm assuming, but he does have that psychopath face. He does very much so. He's very good at playing it. Although, he seems like a fun guy when you listen to him talk on podcasts. Oh, yeah. I want to get Cody on this show and we just smoke cigars. Man, I'd love a cigar right now. (laughs) You know, I found the perfect cigar pairing. A cigar and a Dr. Pepper. Oh, really? Yeah. That sounds nice. A Dr. Pepper, all those flavors in it, it's kind of a palate cleanser. But it actually enhances a lot of the natural flavors you get in a cigar. Mm. Oh, shit. Randy Orton with an RKO out of nowhere on John Cena. Someone asked. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, someone asked him, hey, what do you feel about John Cena pulling out a crown jewel? He still wrestles? I didn't know he pulled out. (laughs) Damn, good work, John. I mean, I think we all know he pulls out. He doesn't have kids yet. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, that was a low-hanging boy. Well, hold on, just, I think I thought Randy had a daughter. I was talking about Cena being the one to pull out. Oh, help! Strong pull-out game. <laughs> which explains things. Daniel Bryan pulled out late, which is how we got... We got uh, Birdie. Alright, <clears throat> it's now time to do some predictions for <laughs> a very problematic... Uh, first prediction, who dies at the hands of the Saudi government? Um, honestly, probably Hulk Hogan. And, like, not of anything bad that he does. They just really love him so much over there that I think that the king of Saudi Arabia will plunge his hand into the chest of Hulk Hogan and withdraw his beating heart, take a bite of it, and say, I am the strongest man now. I am now the strong man. All right, I think I want to save World Cup stuff for the end because that's going to be the complicated one. Yeah. But first, we have AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe for the WWE Championship. I thought Joe was injured. What, Blake? Did you not watch SmackDown? <laughs> I, I no, I totally saw it, but I read something earlier this week that I thought Joe was injured, so I was very surprised. Well, to be fair, there was something last week saying Bobby Lashley was injured, and then they threw him in there. So this is That's pro- true. 
I mean, if that kind of gives away who I'm about to predict to win this match, the fact that one of them is injured and needs to take time off. Well, yeah, because I was going to predict, I was going to predict JJ, predict JJ, fuck. Blake, are you all right? No, I'm not. AJ Styles is going to win. He's still going to keep the championship, guys. Come on. Okay. Um, Dabar versus The New Day. And a match for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team titles. Okay, that's what I was about to ask. Um, hmm. (laughs) Spooky Seamus for the win. Spooky Seamus! Um, now see, my favorite thing about Spooky Seamus was the fact that, you know, we didn't have the screen available to look at him. So at first we were like, oh man, they didn't dress up. And then as he got closer, I was like, why the fuck does Seamus have gray hair? Oh, he's a ghost. What's up with Haunted Mansion Seamus? Uh, Degeneration X versus the Brothers of Destruction. Um, now with this one, I think that, um... I think that the brothers are going to get their win back from Taker's loss in Australia. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I think that the brothers are going to take it. Yeah, brothers! Brother, listen here, brother, brother of destruction, destruction. And then the NWO attack. (laughs) That was my least favorite rumor I heard about Crown Jewel, was that match was going to have the NWO involved. And I'm like, no, they'll crumble to dust. Yeah, but they're gonna have Hogan out there already. Yeah. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman for the WWE Universal Championship. Oh, In a baby. match to determine the second place <laughs> will win. <laughs> Man. <sighs> okay, I know who I'm gonna pick, but you go first. Um, uh, I got points to spare. I'm going to say Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to go with your classic Hail Mary that has won you the game before. Yep. Uh, no, I'm going with Braun. Okay, Brock and Braun. Okay, now for the complicated one, because we're going to start making predictions for matches that the other one won't have to predict, but, um... Oh, no, yeah. World Cup quarterfinals. Rollins versus Bobby Lashley. See, this is the thing. Because going back to the WWE World Championship match, I know one of these guys is potentially working a little hurt. Yeah! And... Fuck me. What happens if we just fuck these things up? <laughs> like, What do you mean? Say, if I pick the dude that doesn't win on all of these quarterfinals yeah, in the first fucked. round, you're fucked. You're fucked. Oh, fuck. Um, these matter. I'm, We're filling I'm out fantasy s- brackets. Yeah. Hold on, let me write my brackets down. Okay, I'm I'm gonna let you know right now I'm gonna say Bobby Lashley. I think okay. Bobby Lashley's gonna make it. Lash, Seth, 
And uh, I'm going to go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, and here's why. Because I think Kurt Angle is going to beat Ziggler, and then we get Bobby versus Kurt, which is going to be a fan-fucking-bad match. <laughs> oh, yeah, that will be... Fuck me. I can't do this. I'm going to have to pick Seth. Okay, you got Seth. Uh, yep. uh, I, now I, and I know that Lashley's going to go on to win the fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Angle versus Dolph Ziggler. Who have you got? Um, I don't know what? I'm going to say Dolph. Dolph? Okay. I'm going all balls to the wall because I've already fucked up. <laughs> I already made it bad. I already did a bad thing. Jeff Hardy versus The Miz. Um, Jeff. Uh, this is a tough one for me. Because I feel like a SmackDown superstar is going to win it, because I don't see anyone on the Raw side winning it. Yeah. No, Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy. Give me my Jeffrey Ball. Uh, Rey Mysterio versus Randy Randall Keith Orton. I'm gonna take RKO. By the way. Yeah, I don't like this. <laughs> You're like fuck this dumb pay per view in this terrible country. Yep. No, I don't. I think Randy's still gonna take this. Randy. Okay. Yeah. On to the. I don't think that any re- of the returning old boys. Unless you count Randy as an old boy since he's been there forever. Yeah, yeah. All right, now is where it gets into a little bit of deviation. Semi-final match for Raw. For me, it's Bobby versus Kurt. For you, it's Seth versus Kurt. No, Seth versus Dolph. Yep. I'm going to say Bobby wins. Goes on to the finals. Um. Yeah. I'm going to say... That Dolph wins, because Seth is going to get interfered on at this point. Okay, that that's where you're calling the interference. All right. Yep. For me, I've got Mi- or Jeff versus Randy. Oh, man, Miz versus Ray would be really good, too, though. Hmm. Um, Je- we both have Jeff versus Randy for this one, don't we? Yeah. Oh, fuck this. Um, who have I got going? A heel? Jeff Hardy. Yeah, I'm gonna have to pick Jeff, too. And then, in the main event, um... Fuck me. My main event is Dolph versus Jeff. (laughs) How does it feel to look at the fact, like, look at the words I messed up somewhere? That's what your bracket says right now. And Jeff is going to win. Okay, good night, everybody. Uh, I've got Jeff versus Bobby, and Jeff loses to Bobby Lashley, giving him time to heal up and go back to the Hardy compound. All right, cool. Because, I mean, here's the thing. You don't add that stipulation of you get fired if you lose in the finals. If someone's not going to lose in the finals and get fired, and you're not going to fire Ray, because Ray just got there you're not gonna fire miz because miz is too important and you're not gonna fire um you're not gonna fire randy 
because Randy is on probably my favorite hot streak he's ever been on. Did you see where the, uh, Jeff was talking about the fucking screwdriver spot? And he was just like, yeah, it was one of the announcers for 205 Live. I can't remember his name, but he was like, put something in his ear and twist it around. Put something in his ear. Put it in his ear. By by announcer for 205 Live, do you just mean it was Vince? I mean, that might have been it. Like, well, that's what he said. Like, that's all Jeff said. That's not me. Jeff said the words, the announcer for 205 Live, I don't know what his name is. Awesome work watching the product, Jeff Hardy. Who he even... ain't gotta watch it. He lives it. Who even is... Hold on. Now I want to see who the announce t- team for 205 Live is. Also known as the person who has been publicly slighted by Jeff Hardy. Um... Man, this is a bad show. <laughs> Crown, do you mean Crown Jewel, Fight Boys, or 205 Live? Because there's a lot of options there, buddy. Now, don't you lump 205 Live with uh, in with us in this horrible thing. Oh, Vic Joseph, Nigel McGinnis, and Percy Watson. Okay, I just want to say... I really love, it's got a list of all the different commentary teams, and you've got Vic Joseph, Nigel McGinnis, and Percy Watson, which is the current team. Then after that, for one episode, Vic Joseph, Nigel McGinnis, Percy Watson, oh, and Wale. Wale was also on there as well. Oh, of course. Notable enough. Notable enough, announced team of Wale. Oh, but you know what else is notable, Blake? Anything to get us away from this. It's notable how many awesome shirts we got at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Merch.aloadofpurebs.com is the website where you can go and get merch for all your favorite BS network programs. A load of BS. Fight Boys. Opposite Attractions. They all got merch over there. And, of course, merch for all your favorite JWF superstars. From Blake Tanner to the Hammer Man. The VW... Oh, fuck, I gotta put the VWO shirt back up. I just now realized that. They've all got merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Also, fuck you, Blake. Salty Frank in the chat says, Fight Boys is never a horrible show. Salty Frank, you're the best. You're also a liar, but I love you for it. (laughs) But, of course, Blake Tanner, we talked about Crown Jewel, but I just, I feel like... I feel like there's a much better show on the horizon, a much better wrestling show to look forward to, and that is, of course, JWF's Los Trios Tangos, which means we gotta cut things over to everyone's favorite commentators, Silver Spoon and Captain Tibbs, for another episode of JWF Monday Night War. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to JWF Monday Night War. I am your host, Silver Spoon, joined as always by a man who's never been to Saudi Arabia, it's Captain Tibbs! Where are you, Waddy Who? That's right, Tibbs, and let me tell you something, we are on the heels of one of the greatest pay-per-views I've ever seen, the JWF Oops All Dudes pay-per-view, an absolutely fantastic match with amazing matches, but of course a match that, uh, 
A match I know you didn't exactly enjoy the result of as the Hammerman unfortunately lost a mask versus career match to Griffin Clouds. It is one of the saddest days in all of wrestling history when you have to see one of the greats go, when their time has come to an end, what? and when they have to say goodbye and goodnight. And I will be so sad to see the Hammerman go. No, Tibbs, he's not leaving. He just has to, he's just got to unmask. He has to remove it. I'm just going to, it's going to be the worst thing for me to get over. Oh, oh, right. And of course, as we know in the past, the Hammerman has has been accused of being Griffin Clouds' brother, Travis, underneath that mask. But I guess we're about to find out tonight because Griffin Clouds is in the ring. And that means the Hammerman can't be far behind. Let's go down. Ladies and gentlemen, last night, I did something a man should never have to do. I went to war with my own family. I had to take on my brother, Travis Clouds, and I took him through the entire backstage of the arena. And I did everything I could to bring him down to his knees. We slammed each other into lockers. I smashed his head into a brick wall. I'd like to say I regret what I did to my brother, but... Oh, let me tell you right now. I don't regret a damn thing that I did. Because every slam, every toss, every hit... It killed a little bit of the Hammer Man. A little bit of the hammer man went away, and I saw little bits of Travis Clouds coming back. Until I finally picked him up. I rammed his head into the concrete, and I hoped that that was the blow that woke him up. The blow that would make him realize who he really is. That he has been fighting with his family this whole time. And with a single undervapor, I destroyed the Hammerman and brought Travis Clouds back from the grave. You see, last night was unnecessary evil. It was a battle between brothers that brought my own flesh and blood back into the fold and without any further ado ladies and gentlemen i'd like to introduce to you my brother the new and much improved travis clouds all right tibbs well it looks like that's not Travis, that's the Hammerman. Hammerman walking out in his mask, looking very dejected. I don't think I've ever seen the Hammerman look this sad after a loss. Keep your chin up, boy. It'll all be over soon. But you can ride off into the sunset, Hammerman. That's right, now the Hammerman actually walking to the ring, stepping into the ropes, staring at Griffin Clouds, and now, oh my god, Griffin talking about bringing his brother down to his knees, and it looks like. He has the Hammerman getting down on his knees in front of Griffin, and oh no, Griffin actually loosening the uh, loosening the back of that mask, and he's pulling it off. He's pulled off the mask, and it's it's Travis Clouds. It, it, it's Tim. What? No, 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 
No, it can't be. No, of course it's not. Those bastards, they pulled the double cross on us. They had Travis Clouds come out in the hammer man's mask. What have they done with the hammer man? I mean, Tibbs, I, I hate to put this to you, but I'm fairly sure that Hammerman was Travis all along. I gotta go find him. No, t- no, Tibbs. That, that he is. He's right there. That's it. <laughs> no, I gotta. I gotta. I gotta find the Hammerman. Well, much to the surprise of half of this announced team, the Hammerman is in fact Travis Clouds and Griffin pulling his brother to his feet and giving Travis a big hug and. Oh, wow. He, he promised the return of the VWO, and it looks like it's solidified as he puts that VWO shirt over Travis's shoulders. The crowd booing relentlessly. You know they aren't happy about what Griffin's doing. <laughs> yes. Police, I'd like to report a missing person. Tibbs. He's not missing. His name is the Hammer Man. He's not missing. He's right there. He likes hammers. All right. Well. Looks like Griffin has a little bit more to say. Let's have a listen. You see that, ladies and gentlemen? That right there is what brotherhood looks like. This is what family looks like. We support each other. And with my brother back where he belongs, by my side, we are going to be unstoppable. Last night, Travis remembered who he really was. He remembered the unstoppable beast that he is inside, and it is that beast, that fury, that internal fire that is going to help me win back the JWF Tag Team Championships. Because let's be honest, who even has those things right now? No, really, it's okay if you don't know. I'm sure Captain Tibbs has forgotten all about them, too. How long has it been since we've even seen those belts on stage? Which is why the VWO, we're going to take those championships. And we're going to do what we do best. And make them interesting and worthwhile. And we're going to start by taking those tag titles away from those utter idiots. Bananas in pajamas. And we're all going to do it so we can reassert our top spot in the JWF. Mm, Let me just breathe that in for a second. I missed all this. All right, Tibbs, a very, very creepy sentence from Griffin Clouds. As he asserts that apparently he and his brother Travis they're found their next target, and it is the JWF Tag Team Champions, Bananas and Pajamas. How do you feel about that? I just don't know what they did with him. Tibbs! <laughs> he, okay, but of course, uh, that wasn't the only match last night. We, of course, also had... The finals of the King of the Steel City Tournament that saw Guy Fieri defeat the Dylan and Canada Charlie in what was an absolutely fantastic match. And of course, that means now we know the first match for this month's Los Trios Tangos pay-per-view. We'll see Guy Fieri take on the JWF champion brunch boy Baron Corbin in what's going to be an absolutely fantastic match. And Tibbs, we know those two have history. 
Oh, most certainly, Sills. This is going to be a great match for the ages. A reignited grudge match, and... Are Bananas and Pajamas actually the tag team champions? Uh, yes, they are, in fact, Tibbs. They won the titles a few months back, defeating the Rat Sension in what was an absolutely fantastic match. Winning the titles, I believe, in a ladder match. But, of course, let's get back to the JWF World Heavyweight Champion, Brunch Boy Baron Corbin, a man who, of course, won the title just a few months ago, cashing in his cash-in-the-bag opportunity on Blake Tanner. After Blake went through an absolutely hellacious heck-in-a-sec match against Canada Charlie, AJ Steele, and, of course, the American beer man himself, Sam Adams, a man who we haven't seen on TV lately, Tibbs. No, definitely not. He's uh, had a great debut, but he was tarnished. Tarnished when he couldn't get any further into this glorious cap, into the... That's right, Into this King of the Steel City tournament. That's right, Tibbs, and we've actually got Sam Adams backstage with one of our top interviewers to talk about his lack of airtime. Let's have a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, Don, the Don McDonald here with the American beer man himself, Sam Adams. Now, Sam, a few months ago, you made a big splash, debuting for the JWF, instantaneously being put into an amazing match for the JWF title, which, of course, you unfortunately lost. But since then, it's almost as if you faded into the background. You haven't been on a pay-per-view or had a match in weeks. I mean, some people say, they, they say that, it's as if the JWF, as if Captain Tibbs, has forgotten you. How do you respond to these accusations? Well, well, let me tell you something, McDonald. I mean, it, it does feel like I've been forgotten. Feels like I've gone the way of a lot of other talented guys in this business. These guys like Mojo Gruff, the Lumberjack, Spider Lockhart. They're, they're men's, they work their asses off. Uh, work their way through developmental, finally get shoved out on TV, and then just like that, poof, they're gone. And in place of workhorses like that, you get guys who are, well, I'll be honest with you, they're jokes. I I mean, they're fools in the ring. They come out shucking and jiving, but once they get in the ring, they can't get the job done. For instance, that that Canada Charlie guy. Look, we all know the only reason he's here is because of his father. We all know Captain Tibbs likes to give his boy special treatment, but let me tell you something right now. If he stepped in the ring with me, he wouldn't be able to get anything done. The kid can't wrestle. He can't entertain the people. He's just... He's just a... A what? Go ahead, Mr. Adams. Go on and say it. Go go ahead. I'm not stopping. Yo, what exactly were you going to call me? Oh, wait. Let me guess. You're going to call me a loser? Yeah, that's what you're going to call me, weren't you? Well, let me just remind you, sir, Mr. Beer Man, Mr. Wears a Cape Down to the Ring because he thinks that he needs a little something extra to get the people to pop off and cheer for him because he's just not enough. I've appeared at just about every single pay-per-view this year. And you, you were dropped just after one. Yeah, didn't, didn't they just leave you up high and dry? Because, let me be honest with you, maybe you just couldn't cut it. Oh, Tibbs, looks like a 
lot of tension between these two men. Of course, we have the Canadian one, Canada Charlie, standing off against American hero Sam Adams. I mean, th this is a Wrestlepalooza quality match right here. I'm ready for it. That's right. And, oh, my God! Felix Ball from out of nowhere, the wrecking ball, hitting Sam Adams with a vicious chair shot to the back. And, and Tim's, it looks like this is a sneak attack. Canada Charlie and Sam Adams double, or uh, Canada Charlie, Felix Ball, double teaming Sam Adams. This is horrifying. You know what, Sills? Charlie just can't get anything done with Felix Ball. Like that monkey on his back that he is. That's right. And, of course, we know the history between Felix Ball and Sam Adams. Uh, Felix Ball keeping Sam Adams in developmental after defeating him in a match. And looks like some of that hatred, that vitriol is rubbed off on Charlie. Oh, my God. Looks like he's pulled him up. The Canadian one setting up for that Canadian DDT onto a steel chair. Oh, but wait. From out of nowhere, it's the Lumberjack, Canada Charlie's perennial rival. That massive beast of a man coming to the aid of Sam Adams. Looks like those two Canadians are running scared, Tibbs. You're darn right they are. Isn't the Lumberjack Canadian, too? I think he said he was from Minnesota. It's very close, but it's not there yet. That's just different enough. That's right, Tibbs. But let me tell you something. I don't think this is it. I think... There's a lot more that's going to happen between these four men in the future. What do you think? Oh, I've got some ideas. That's right. Probably. <laughs> yes, of course, Tips. But of course, I mean, when we look at these men, we got to remember that they're all men who have faced off for the JWF Championship before. Much like the men in this final match tonight. Blake Tanner and the Dillon. Man, we've seen it have a huge rivalry in the past. Now facing off after a decree from you for the Dillon's Captain's Championship. An amazing idea for a match, Tibbs. Of course, Sills. You see, what I thought was the Dillon, he hasn't had quite the contendership that I wanted for the Captain's Championship in these recent months. And I thought with Blake Tanner, of course... Sadly, not making the cut with his last match against Brunch Boy that he still deserved a chance at the goal. That's right, and lest us not forget, Blake Tanner has never been pinned or submitted by the Dillon in a match. Uh, of course, Blake Dillon being the man that Blake took the JWF championship from initially. Of course, they had an amazing match back at, uh, back at the Regal Rumble pay-per-view earlier this year, and it looks like these two men, there is no love lost between them as they hit Beautiful lockup in the middle of the ring. Blake and Dylan going at each other. Two men with a lot of history. Now Dylan backing Blake up into a corner. And oh my God, a huge clubbing forearm to the chest. Blake Danner just falling down onto the ground, falling into the turnbuckle. Tibbs, that could not feel good for Blake Danner. Oh no, that's a hard part of the ring right there. That's right. Now Dylan just, oh, raking that huge boot across the face of the B. I mean, Tibbs, I think Blake Tanner might have come into this thinking it might be an easy match, knowing that Dylan has never pinned him before, and I think Dylan's using that uh, that to his advantage. I'll say you should never come into a match with that kind of overconfidence. You need to always be prepared to put everything on the line to beat your opponent. That's right, especially against a vicious competitor like the Dylan, a man we've seen defeat the likes of Momoa Curry, defeat uh, multiple men in that ring and now it looks like he's pulling Blake into the middle of the ring going off the ropes looks like setting up for one of those big standing sentons oh but wait 
Blake getting the knees up. Dylan landing back first across the knees. It looks like he's split in half. Oh. All right. I mean, when you got a massive man like that, gravity is not your friend if that knee gets up. And unfortunately, Blake has used that to his advantage as he jumps back to his feet, kicks Dylan in the gut. Oh, and there it is. The BDT, an oldie but a goodie from the former JWF champion, dropping Dylan onto his cranium, going for a quick pin. One, two, ooh, and there it is, a kick out at two. And Tibbs, you know Blake's got to be frustrated at this point. Oh, definitely. But listen, you can't expect to put an opponent down this early into a match unless the move you hit is just a killer. That's right, and speaking of a killer, he's got the arm. Looks like he's trying to set up for that Blake Panther submission hold. We've seen him use multiple times in the past. Oh, but unfortunately, Dylan seemed to make his way out of it. And oh, my God, a huge kick to the head from the Dylan since Tanner falling to the ground. Oh, and it looks like Dylan's calling for it now, Tibbs. Looks like he's trying to end it, possibly get that first pin on Blake Tanner as he sets up for the upper dicker, Boba White. Blake managing to reverse the upper dicker into a huge kick to the stomach, picking him up in the air. Look at the strength of Blake Tanner as he hits it. The bee sting. Oh, but wait, Tibbs, he's not going for the pin. What in the world? Now, come on. He just pulled such a great move. He knows that the Dylan has to go down on his knees to hit that upper dicker. He just got him from behind. He just hit something that could put the Dylan away. You can't go away from your opponent like that. Oh, but it does look like he's setting up for something big. Looks like he's backing up as Dylan tries to make it to all fours, and he's setting up for the Blake out white. Oh, my God, from out of nowhere, a hooded figure landing a huge super kick to the face of Tanner. Our referee, Shibata, unfortunately calling for the bell. Who are these guys, Tibbs? Uh, I don't know. They got hoods on. That's right. Multiple. It looks like three men jumping in the ring, wailing on Blake Tanner. And it's, oh, my God, Tibbs. Oh, my God, it's the Elite. Uh, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, the tag team known as the Elite are here. One of the biggest groups in pro wrestling history are here we've heard him talk about making big moves in the past and it looks like their next move is straight into the jwf tips this is insane are these those boys with the youtube videos that's right oh but wait blake tanner trying to fight back against him getting a few good uh, punches in on omega but oh my god stereo super kicks from the young bucks Puts Blake Tanner down, and a huge V-trigger from Omega puts Blake Tanner on his back. Mamma mia! All right, now it looks like the... Oh, my God, Tibbs, what in the world? The Dylan... Oh, the Dylan's standing up, looking at the elite, and... Oh, my God, we know Dylan has been a huge proponent of these men in the past, especially Omega's, but it looks like he's the one behind this attack. He's holding up that two-sweet... And it looks like Kenny's joining him. Kenny Omega is too sweeting the captain's champion. This is, oh, this is untenable, Tibbs. I can't, what? That's right. But oh my God, Kenny Omega ducking behind as the Young Bucks hit stereo super kicks on the Dylan. And he looks dazed. He looks like he had no idea that could be coming. And now Kenny pulling him up. Oh no, he's got him up for it. The one-winged angel puts Dylan down on the ground. The, the captain's champion, Blake Tanner, they're both down on the map. The elite leaving the ring. Uh, Tibbs, this is carnage. 
I can't believe it, Sills. We've already seen the VWO reform tonight, and now we've got these elite boys. That's right, of course, the elite. This is horrifying. We know them to be some of the greatest wrestlers in the world, and it looks like they've targeted the greatest wrestlers in the JWF, Blake Tanner, the Dylan. I don't know what's going to happen next. It's like they're just trying to cement their place in all of wrestling history. That's right, but of course, in order to find out what happens next with the Elite, what happens next with Blake Tanner, with Guy Fieri, with all your favorite superstars, you're going to have to tune in next time to JWF Monday Night War. So, Blakey T, it's been an episode. What did you learn this week? Um... I learned that the best way to reintroduce the leather man with a mustache back to the <laughs> WWE is just bring him to the most problematic country uh, in our radar right now. That's right. And I learned that Fight Boys is never a horrible show, according to Salty Frank and just Salty Frank. Uh, so Dylan can be found on Twitter at John Cena. Blake, where can they find you? Um, you can find me at, uh, Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. Uh, you can find me at whatever Sami Zayn's hashtag is, because I stopped wearing the hat a while ago, it, and it's with him. It's just at Sami Zayn now. It used to be I like Sam. Also, Salty Frank says he learned that the Hammer Man is <laughs> missing. Oh, <laughs> uh, you could find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S-E-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Make sure to buy all my books on Amazon, the Quasal Corp Trilogy, BS vs. the Gods, or go to audibletrial.com slash bsnetwork, pick you up a free 30-day trial of Audible, and you can get a free copy of any of the audiobook versions of those books. The only one that's not out now is Quiesel Corp Revelations, which I'm starting work on soon. So yeah, you can get that over there on audibletrial.com slash bsnetwork. It supports us. You get something free. It's win-win. But if you want to support us, otherwise you can on Patreon or by picking up some merch from our official merch store. So check that out. Check out all the other shows at a load of pure bs.com. And of course, remember to rate us on iTunes. It's super important to get those ratings in for us, as I've learned from reading nerdy podcast books. And make sure to subscribe on YouTube. That's the only place you can get the JWF pay-per-views. And, of course, the only place where you can get me and Blake's uh, weird show, Developmentally Unstable, where we make horrifying abominations and then make them fight for the opportunity to get into the JWF. That's, of course, how Sam Adams got here. That's how Felix Ball got here. And we're having to record another one soon, and I'm terrified for what we can do in WWE 2K19. Because it's wonderful. That's right. Uh, Scotty, I would like to also say that, um... Oh, I learned something else, but I lost it. Oh, I learned that, um, for the next few weeks we're gonna have wonderful backstage segments where Tibbs is searching for the Hammer Man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because, I mean, it's... I. I Damn it, I kind of do want to do an angle where <laughs> it's actually not the Hammer Man. <laughs> oh, no, there's no way I could pull that off. Anyways, and as always, you can find us at aloadofyourbs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofyourbs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show Chuck Taylor. Because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life.